your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. A um, lot to get into for today's episode. we got some new practice lines. Um, the Penguins are now COVID-free, uh, at least knock on wood for now. Um, will Danton Heinen and Zach Hastermese play on Thursday? You know, you're going to find out your answer to those questions. Well, I'm going to give you my thoughts on that in this episode. Um, we're also going to do a full preview against the Senators for that game. And of course, you know, touch on Matt Murray, him making his return. He's not expected to start, but you know, he is going to be there going to a little, uh, Matt Vensel, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, I thought wrote a really nice piece. Going to touch on that a little bit. And then on um, the Penguins, they had all, all their postponed games, finally rescheduled during that three-week uh, window, which was supposed to be the Olympic break. But obviously that's not happening now. We're going to go into that as well. So first things first. So the biggest news you know, of today was so Dayton Heinen and Zach Aston Reese um, came out of COVID protocol, as did Casey DeSmith. Huge news. Um, well, I mean, well, it, it's huge news for all of them. I'm not going to sit here and you know, hope Casey DeSmith is sick or something that's just really screwed up. And, you know, that would just, you know, again, that's evil. Um, but in terms of lines, so Aston Reese and Heinen were skating with Redeem Zahorna because he's still on the taxi squad as kind of like a fifth line. The, the lines still remain the same um, from the Penguins last game. Gensel, Crosby, Rust, Zucker, Malkin, Kapanen, and Simone, Carter, Rodriguez, Boyle, Bluger, McGinn. So when this, when they, when these two players are ready and, you know, I think as of right now, I don't think uh, Heinen and Ashton Reese will play on Thursday. That's just my guess. Just because, you know, Sullivan's been, he's just been more cautious with players coming out of Code Protocol. Remember Brock McGinn came out, I think a day before the game in LA, he didn't play the next game. You know, he, he, he came back to the game after that, you know, Brian Rust, you know, he came out, I think it was what a couple days before the last game um, against Vegas he was able to play, but you know, they also had like a little bit of a break, I think, you know, in between that as well. So um, in my opinion, I think they might sit out that game and then maybe return on Friday in Columbus. But um, that's just that's what I'm that's what my thinking is um right now, at least. But you know, the Penguins, there are no injuries for this team outside of Drew O'Connor. I did not think I would say that at any point this season. Obviously, things can change, and knowing the Penguins' luck, I'm sure there's going to be something ridiculous that happens tomorrow. But as of right now, the Penguins have their top 12 forwards fully healthy. They have their top six defensemen fully healthy, and they have both goaltenders fully healthy as well. It took the halfway point to this NHL season to say that, but the Pittsburgh Penguins are a fully fully healthy hockey team. And it's just, it feels so good to say once Heinen and Ashton Reese are in the lineup, I would expect the lines to look like this. Obviously, Gensel, Crosby, and Rust, Zucker, Malkin, and Kapanen. I know some people were not big fans of that line being reunited. You know, maybe some people want Dan Heinen up there. I'm sure if one or both of Zucker and Kapanen uh, continue to struggle, especially Kapanen, he's just not been good this year. Um, I would not be surprised if Mike Sullivan, you know, just changes it up. 
I, I think that's the main thing. I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of Penguins fans clamor for Heinen to be up in Zucker's spot or, you know, maybe Rodriguez to be um, in Kapanen's spot. I wouldn't mind that personally. I mean, Rodriguez has played better than Kapanen this year. He probably deserves top six minutes a lot more um, over Kapanen. And he's gone a little cold the last few games. I mean, obviously he was not going to continue at that torrid pace that he was on. Um, for the rest of the season, though he has gone a little cold. I think, you know, maybe elevating him up to Malkin's line for at least a few shifts moving forward would be pretty good. But, you know, I'm not really sure if Sullivan is going to do that, um, at least to my opinion. The third line went healthy. It's going to be Heinen, Blue. Uh, it's no, no, it's going to be, excuse me, it's going to be Heinen, Carter, and Rodriguez. I mean, there are not many better third lines than that in the league, especially with how Evan has been for this season. Jeff Carter has been really good, and Denton Heinen has almost 10 goals already. Um, just a really deep top nine, one of the best top nines, I think, in the league. And then, of course, the fourth line will be um, Zach Aston Reese, Teddy Bluger, and Brock McGinn. Basically, of course, you know, a throwback to last year's Aston Reese, Bluger, Tanev line. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch once those two are back in the lineup. I'm assuming there are no injuries tomorrow, and assuming Mike Sullivan does not put them in the lineup. Um, the Penguins will probably debut that lineup in Columbus on Friday. And, you know, everyone, every player in the, on this team will be in the best position to succeed. You know, I, I can't say that enough, enough, you know, you're not having like, you know, compared to last year, you'd have Teddy Bluger playing top six minutes at times. I think Brandon Tanev was playing top six minutes, you know, at times a whole bunch of other players were just, you know, they weren't in their respective roles that they're best at. Now, hopefully for the rest of the season, or at least for a good chunk of time, we can actually see what this team looks like when they're healthy and how they play when they're healthy. As of right now, it looks like Brian Boyle is probably the 13th forward. Dominic Simone is the 14th forward. I don't really have a problem with that. I know a lot of people like Redeem Zahorna, and I want to see more of him too. He has His contract for next year is a one-way deal, so... I'm thinking just because of how, you know, they signed him, you know, they're going to give him every opportunity and chance to make the team next year out of camp. But right now he is on the taxi squad. It's expected to go through the all-star break. I'm not sure, excuse me, if they, if they are going to continue the taxi squads after the all-star break, but um, assuming, and, and I know they made changes to COVID protocol and now they're not going to test asymptomatic players, but I still think just, you don't want to risk anything. They should keep the taxi squads for the rest of the season. I mean, honestly, at least until the pandemic, you know, slightly goes away. I mean, we're still what basically two years into this this shit, and you know, it's it's not closer to going away um, as it was back then. So, I, I, me personally, I would keep the taxi squads um, at least for a little bit longer. But that is the lineup that you are going to see um, at least on, by Friday. If you know. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but you know maybe we'll see it tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, Goaltending wise, Sullivan did not have an announcement on that today. At least not from what I you know read on social media and stuff, and just you know the press releases. Um, if I had to guess, I think they're going to go with Louis Deming. Um, I think they're going to save Tristan for the division game in Columbus. Though honestly, you could start either goalie in this game, and I don't think anyone would care. Both of these teams are not that good. I mean, the Blue Jackets are so far behind in the Metro in the Metropolitan Division. Columbus right now, they're 11 points back of Boston from the eighth spot in the East. Um, from Pittsburgh-wise, they're, they have two games in hand on the Penguins, and Pittsburgh is 16 points above them. Columbus is 17 and 18 and won this season. They are the only team in the league 
to have only one overtime loss. All their games have basically ended in regulation. So um, if I were a betting man, I would say that game on Friday will end in regulation. Though now that I'm saying that, it's I'm sure it's going to go to overtime and maybe the Penguins will give them their second, um, only their second OT loss of the year. But I'm actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. They haven't played Columbus in a couple of years. Though that said, you know, it's, that's just how Mike Sullivan sees it with, you know, starting the, the goalie in a divisional game versus not in a divisional game. That's what I think he's going to do. If it's flip-flopped, you know, uh, I'll be I'll be wrong there. Um, that's for sure. Um, coming up in the next segment, though, we are going to have a full preview of the Ottawa Senators. Touch on Matt Murray and just, you know, how I'm really still rooting for him overall, just both as a player and a person. But um, before we do that, um, it is a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar as well. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, well, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, that's the thing. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most of them contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs, and they're 17 grams of protein. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, you know, in the pantry, maybe at your office, in the car somehow, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. There's so many flavors to choose from with coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, which is my favorite, um, and, and so many more. You can go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Also follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore penguins. So, um, Second meeting of the year against the Senators. The Penguins, of course, lost the first one in Ottawa. What was that? A 5-3, 6-3 final score. The Penguins, they were down 5-0. Then they scored three goals to make it 5-3. You know, and then Ottawa ended up icing the game away. I mean, they were they were not going to score five goals in like 10 minutes, something like that. They, they made it a little scary for a second, but, you know, it, it was just too little to it. That was honestly one of the Penguins' worst games of the season. It happened right around mid-November. And after that, that was on the back-to-back where they got blown out in that game, of course. And then they went to Washington, got a bunch of players back from the first COVID outbreak, including Sidney Crosby, and got boat race in that game. I'm pretty sure the final score was 6-1. to one. Or something like that. But, you know, after that, the, the season really started to turn. I remember the game the week later against Vancouver at home when Brian Russ was playing well. Um, that, I think, around that time was when this started to turn around. And now you see the Penguins are only two points out of third. Of course, Washington won on Tuesday night. But overall, Ottawa lineup-wise, Brady Kachuk, Josh Norris, and Drake Batherson. Um, Kachuk is obviously one of the biggest ones to watch out here for. One of the best, one of the best young players, I think, in the league. He was definitely going to make Team USA. Um, had all of the players actually gone to the Olympics, um, points-wise this season, I can find it here. You know, 24 points in 29 games played, so 12 of those are goals. Um, though he hasn't scored in his last five games, he has two points in his last five games. Um, but both of them are assists. But you know, I never really bought the hype about the Sens this year that they were going to challenge for a playoff spot or something. I remember listening, I think it was 32 Thoughts, the podcast with Elliot and Jeff Merrigan. Um, that is 
I, I like to think that I run a pretty good podcast here. Uh, I hope I do. At least I know a lot of you love listening to it. Um, that podcast is the gold standard. Uh, I will say that to the day I die. Uh, my goal is to have a podcast um, just with, you know, a- everything they do. Um, I-, I would love to just, you know, have it be like that. You know, obviously I want to do my own thing, but, you know, they do a tremendous job with that show. If you don't listen to it, um, you, you got to do it both times a week when it comes out. Anyways, you know, they they both had heard that Eugene Melnick was like, well, you know, we got to make the playoffs this year. That, that's what I'm looking for. But now you go to the standings and how far out are they? I mean, they're at the basement. They are only 11 and 19 and two this year. Only the Montreal Canadians at eight and 25 and five are worse than them. And that just goes to show that, you know, they're still not close. And a lot of that has to do, you know, their forward depth is not that good. I mean, you know, Stutzla on the second line is good. Sanford is all right. But, you know, you got Formanton, you know, Nick Paul, Watson, uh, Gambrell, uh, Chris Tierney, you know, Adam Gaudet. I mean, this is this is not a good forward corpse. I mean, you have a good top a line. You have Tim Stutzla, who is going to turn into a really good player. Sanford is eh, but like St. Louis really wasn't even using him, I don't think, anyway. So... Where did this talk come from that they were going to make the playoffs with a forward core or forward group, excuse me, that looks like that? Defensively, I mean, Shabbat is incredible. I love watching him. He's one of the best young defensemen in the league. Um, but, you know, Bronstrom, I mean, he's on the bottom pairing, Holden on the second pairing, you know, Zub on the second pairing. I mean, I don't even know who Shabbat's partner is here. Um Berna Docker? I, I I actually do not. I have never even heard of that player. It is not often that I don't hear of players that are on teams because I, I like to think that I follow the league league wide. You know, I don't just follow the Penguins here, but they have a lot of players on here where it's just like, I mean, there was never going to be a shot that they would make the playoffs this year. I think they're still, I mean, at least a few years away. They got to they got to add um, both to the for, the forward corps and their defensive groups. Um, if they want to make the playoffs uh, goalie-wise. So Matt Murray is going to travel on this trip, but he will not be playing uh, on Thursday. That was per um, one of the center's reporters I saw on Twitter today. So it'll be one of Philip Gustafson or Anton Forsberg uh, will be starting for us, Ottawa. Remember, Gustafson actually started against Pittsburgh um, in the first matchup, and you know he allowed three goals, but he was still pretty good um, in that game prior to that. And, you know... I just want to say this. I hope tomorrow when Matt Murray is there, you know, he's on the bench, which I think he will be. He's he's traveling with the team. I really hope he gets a rocking, thundering ovation from PBG Paints Arena. I understand that the end of his tenure was not the best. He didn't play good hockey. I get that. But you know what? The dude is human. He just lost his dad, I want to say, a year and a half to two years before this all went down. You know, obviously, he hasn't been the same goalie since. You know, that potentially has a lot to do with that. But he was so instrumental in getting the Penguins those back-to-back Stanley Cups. They do not win those Cups without him. Remember in 2017, Flurry started it. Murray finished it because Sullivan knew he could go back to him. He knew he was healthy, and he was a 937 goalie the rest of the way. You know, I know there is a weird segment of Penguins fans that could never, I guess, get it out of their system that he was replacing a franchise icon in Marc-Andre Fleury. I never understand those kind of fans. I mean, those are 
people that I think root for the players, root for a singular player, but not the team's success overall. And trust me, you know, back when I was, you know, 18 to 19 years old watching those teams and just on social media, um, sorry for the itch in my eye for those that are watching on YouTube, you know, just those, you know, that, that I saw some weird takes, you know, even on message boards and everything. I'm just like, are you rooting for the Penguins to win or are you just rooting for them to lose just because Marc-Andre Fleury was not in the lineup? I mean, I, I really didn't understand it. You know, Matt Bensel, you know, he had a great story um, on the Post-Gazette's website. He's had a nice chat with him and, you know, he, Murray even confirmed, you know, he misses being with the Penguins dearly um, to this day. And just, you know, the, the, the story overall, um, it, it just, it had a lot of quotes, you know, as I loaded up here to just, you know, to take a look at these, um, you know, he said he enjoyed every second of his time in Pittsburgh. Things happen the way that they happen. You just try to make the most of it. He says he has no complaints, no regrets. I'm just super thankful that I got to spend all those years there. You know, he also says he cherishes the friendships he made with guys like Brian Rust and Brian Dumoulin. He said they were all so tight in Wilkesbury. Um, remember, you know, they all came up together for that, you know, that that youth movement during the 2015-16 season. So, um, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's going to, you know, give all of them a hug, something like that. Um, I'm just really hoping when the Penguins do run a tribute video for him, and they will. I mean, the guy was amazing in back-to-back -back Stanley Cups. I just really hope he gets the ovation he deserves. I don't want to hear a singular boo from anyone in the crowd while I'm watching, you know, back here at home. Um, and I hope no one else at home is booing him either because, you know, I again, I understand he struggled towards the back half of it. and. You know, he wasn't that good in a couple uh, playoff runs after those back-to-back -back Stanley Cups. But you know what? He was so good in those first two runs that, you know, it trumps that. And I think, honestly, I mean, those two runs, I'll say it right now, he was better than Mar what, than what Marc-Andre Fleury was in 2009. He wasn't as good as Fleury was in 2008. But in compared to what Fleury did in 2009, if you look at the numbers and all that, I know he had the big save on Lidstrom at the end. But um, I would take Murray's two years over you know Fleury's run any day of the week you know um, at least that's my opinion so excited to see him back I know he's not going to be starting but you know I'm just I'm glad that he you know he seems to be doing better he seems to be playing a lot better ever since he was called up as well you know it doesn't look like again that he's going to be starting in this game I think he's going to be with the team but you know it's still great that you know he's starting to turn his game around a little bit just because he's been banged up all year and the, honestly the last couple of years has been really hard on him but coming up in the next segment, we're going to go into the three-week window for the new Penguins games. Just, you know, give you all the dates in case you are looking, thinking of buying season tickets and all that, you know, and just, you know, all that good jazz. But before we get to that, BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all, this bets, all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, and that means it's a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use your promo code, the promo code, excuse me, locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Also follow the show's Twitter, LO. Arsenal Penguins. So getting to the February schedule. Remember, for, it was supposed to be, you know, from the, the the second to about, you know, the 20, like fourth or something like that, that there wasn't going to be any games just because of the Olympic break. Obviously, that's no longer the case. 
So the Penguins will have a little mini bye week um, from February 1st until February 8th. So they'll play Washington on the first at home. After that, they will be off from the second until the eighth. Well, after that game. So again, it's basically still a week. Um, they will ha- they will probably be able to go maybe go on a little vacation, something like that. So they will not play again until that next Monday when they'll go to Boston to play the Bruins. Remember, that was one of the postponed games that was supposed to take place um, last month. But, you know, here's the new date, February 8th in Boston. The next one, February 10th in Ottawa. Remember, they were supposed to go to Ottawa. That one got canceled due to, like, seating requirements, something like that. And then remember the other one that was supposed to be in New Jersey? That one got postponed. So that will now be February 13th, 1 o'clock start. And then the game that was supposed to be in Philadelphia with that um, almost like a home-and-home situation, um, it'll be in Pittsburgh, February 15th, 7 o'clock start time. Then the other one that was supposed to be in Toronto a few weeks back, um, that will now be February 17th at 7 o'clock. And then... February 20th, they will play the Carolina Hurricanes. That's a Sunday at 1 o'clock. And then New Jersey on the 24th. So they will be done with New Jersey um, by basically this time next month. Uh, They will not have to play them for the rest of the season. And then they'll have the Rangers on the 26th. Um, I think that one was already scheduled overall. So in case you are looking at – if you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking about going to some home games, February 1st against Washington, February 15th against the Philadelphia Flyers, February 20th against the Carolina Hurricanes, February 24th against the New Jersey Devils, and February 26th against the New York Rangers. I believe I have all of those right. Um, If I go to the Penguins Twitter account here, I better not get beamed or anything. I believe I got this. Oh, one more. So one more. So um, there's a new home game on April 29th. Um, It was supposed to be against Carolina. That one will now be against Columbus. That will be the Penguins' last regular season game. So the regular season will officially end on April 29th. Now, only one as well. So there was also um, an away game with the Islanders from March 10th. That one now has been moved to April 12th. That will take place in Belmont um, on Long Island. So those are all the schedule changes for the Penguins. You know, the league just uh, unleashed it all today with all the postponed games that they had to do. And they have now confirmed that they will be able to finish the regular season by April 29th. So as of right now, we have close to three months left in the NHL regular season. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy that, you know, in you know, close to three short months, we're going to have the Stanley Cup playoffs right back here. Um, I, I, you know, this, these seasons just fly by and honestly never ceases to amaze me how fast these fly by. I mean, every year I say that and just, it gets quicker and quicker. So, um, I think that will do it though, for this episode of the locked on penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening to this one. You know, I'm just, again, I'm excited to watch this team now when it's fully healthy. You know, it was always a matter of if not when, well, it looks like we've gotten the when part. Remember, Full game recap episode comes tomorrow night after the game against uh, the Senators at home. And then we'll have a full game recap on after Friday's episode against Columbus. So, you know, we're still chugging along for this podcast. I apologize for only three episodes last week, but, you know, that's the thing in the past, you know, full steam ahead this week. And of course, I thank all of you for continuing to tune in for this pod. So thank you all so much for listening to this one. And I'll be back with you on Thursday evening for a full game recap for the Penguins matchup against the Senators.